Welcome to the Dollar Sprout Podcast, where it's all about building a business that offers consistent income and flexibility so you can live life on your terms. And now, your host, Megan Robinson. Welcome back to the Dollar Sprout Podcast. Thanks so much for being here. Today's episode is with Casey Ackerman. Casey is an online business manager, a certified online business manager, um, which is the same certification that I got in my business earlier this year. Um, So we have that in common. Actually, I mentioned this a little bit early in the episode, but Casey, when I first got my certification, um, there is a directory that everybody who gets this particular certification um, gets added to. So like, you create a profile and say, Um, what you do in your business, what clients you work with, all of that. And when I first started my business, I went through every single profile in that directory to see what people were doing and to get inspiration for my business. And Casey was one of like maybe seven profiles that I pulled out that I was like, wow, this lady really seems like she knows what she's doing with her business. I love the way that she's set everything up. Yeah. And so she was one of like seven people that I used for inspiration in starting my business. So I was very excited when Casey agreed to be on the podcast today. And it was such a great conversation. It was amazing to hear how Casey has built her business um, over the last couple of years since she started it in 2020. She has grown it to over $150,000 a year, which is incredible. Um, And most of that is profit. And you'll get to hear more about the specific numbers of what that looks like in the episode. I'll let Casey tell you because she can tell you better than I can. Um, But yeah, it's a great conversation. Casey talks about so much from mindset, um, from how she ended up with 10 leads in a single month, which at the time was more than she could handle. Um, the habits that have saved her sanity through growing her business and through being completely booked out with retainer clients and tips on creating passive income products on how she came up with the idea for her passive income products. Um, and just so much more. Casey is such a wealth of information. It was a great conversation and I'm really excited for you to get to listen to it today. So with out further ado or whatever it is that they say, <laughs> please welcome Casey Ackerman. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to chat today. Yeah, I'm really excited too. Um, I already told you this, but like your business has been an inspiration for me in starting my own OBM business. So I'm really excited to hear about your story and um, all the things that you're doing in your business today and also kind of how how you got there. So starting out, For everybody listening, would you mind to just in your own words, tell us what exactly you do in your business, um, what it is that you sell, any products and services that you offer? So I am a ClickUp expert, um, vetted consultant with ClickUp, and I basically do all things ClickUp. So I have um, ClickUp templates, I have a ClickUp course, and then I also have um, one-on-one services. So I work with people through VIP days and VIP weeks, um, where we completely overhaul their business and really optimize and automate everything in ClickUp. Um Mainly my whole goal for every business owner that I work with is that they can start scaling back the amount of time that they work in their business, roughly around 10 hours a week. 
So can, can you explain what exactly is ClickUp? What does it do? Yeah, of course. ClickUp is a project management tool. So if um, other people are listening, if you know about like Trello or Monday or Asana, Notion, Basecamp, there's so many of them. Um, but that's exactly what ClickUp is. But ClickUp takes it to like another level um, because they have things where they have docs, they have um, forms. So you have like fillable forms inside ClickUp. You have the integrations and you also have like automations that you can set in ClickUp as well. So it kind of takes it to a project management on steroids, I would say, <laughs> you know, like a, a higher level project management. Um, and that's kind of the difference I see in the other ones that are out there. So everything that you do in your business is based around ClickUp. You said you sell templates, you do one-on-one service offerings, VIP days and VIP weeks, but it, all of it is related to ClickUp. Yes, all of it is ClickUp only. So I don't work with anyone that you know wants Trello or Monday or anything like that. Um, I wholeheartedly believe in ClickUp and the power of what it provides, which is, you know, saving people time. Um, even in my own business, I went from working 50 to 60 hours a week to now I work about 20 hours a week. And a lot of that is with ClickUp. And I will also say I have two team members and that's it. So it's not like I have this really large team behind me to support that. Um, ClickUp has kind of became like a second me or an additional team member, if you will. So it has been able to take on a lot of time um, for me and my team members. Like they don't have to spend time doing mundane things that ClickUp just takes care of for us. Yeah, that's awesome that you've been able to build, you know, such a a thriving business around this one tool around ClickUp. Um, and that you, you know, you have a very lean business as well. Two team members, you said, um, would you mind to share, um, what, what you've been able to build with your business? So what does your current revenue look like? Um, what we asked, you know, guests before the podcast to fill out our survey and you said you were comfortable sharing your revenue and profitability. Um, so what does that look like? This year specifically to date, I'm at around 150, um, in revenue, I ended last year around 120 or so. Um, so things are progressing in a good way. And my profitability, since my, my company is really lean, um, I do invest in Facebook ads. Um, so that's a big chunk of my, my, um, expenses. So my profitability is around 60 to 70% roughly, um, out of my revenue. So wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I, I like it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a good. Th I love sharing about this stuff, and I love talking about numbers um, because it goes to show like you don't have to have this huge team to have a profitable business, or you don't have right. to offer you know all of these different services. I literally offer three services. Yeah, you can either buy a template from me, you can buy my course, or you can book a VIP day yeah. or a VIP week, whichever one. Um, and that's it. And I've been able to scale that into a six-figure business and all the while working only 20 hours a week. And for me, the time is actually far more important than the money um, because now I have freedom in my life. Like I can schedule those appointments when I need to. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to worry about, oh, I need to work on Saturday because I didn't work on Friday, you know, um, those different things. So that is really a big piece for me the fact that I was able to scale back so much of my time 
And all of my clients have seen that as well. So every single client, whether they've purchased a template or had a VIP day, saves anywhere from three to 10 to 12 hours a week. I totally agree. And I see where you're coming from. Like, that's my ultimate goal in my business is to create more time freedom. Um, And I love talking to people who have already done that because, you know, just shows me that yes, it is possible and I will get there. But it's not always the case when you know you first started your business um, and you're kind of working on building it up, I guess. So, or maybe it was, maybe it was for you. Um, But would you mind, I guess, take us back to what your life looked like before you started this business? What were you doing for your career and what did your days look like? Yeah. So I was a dental office manager for about um, 10 years and um, my business came out of the COVID era, if you will, (laughs) um, because our office closed. And the reason I started looking into my own business is simply because I did not like somebody having so much control over my life. So they had control over my time and they also had control over my finances. And I, at that point, was pretty maxed out on like what a dental office manager kind of makes salary wise. So I didn't see there wasn't growth there. I was at the top outside of the dentist, you know, it was done. (laughs) So I, I started looking at different things. And, you know, when I first started my business, I was not working 20 hours a week. I was working, you know, a full nine to five corporate style but I chose to do that. So I chose to treat my business like it was a full-time job. And that's kind of where things paid off. Um, So I did, you know, work. I don't know. I worked all the time. I swear. (laughs) It was just constant. Um, But I definitely worked at least 40 hours, if not more, a week. But now we're looking at, I'm going into two and a half years in business. And like, the only thing on my schedule today is recording this podcast, you know? Yeah. Um, So cool. (laughs) So it has, it has transformed my life and, and that's, that's the important part. So I did put in, it's a lot of work. It's a hard work to build your business, but when you do it, you know, initially the right way and putting in all of those hours and, you know, getting to the point to where you're known in your industry for what you do, it starts to kind of turn around and you see the tenfold of the other side. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like your motivation for starting your business was time freedom, but also you were kind of forced to do something a little differently with, you know, the pandemic and everything. Um, Why did you choose this type of business? Was ClickUp like the first thing that you settled on or was there uh, anything else that you tried out in your business before? I tried so many things. I, so my first, my first official, uh, job in my, or like client, um, I was managing her Instagram and it was like 15 bucks an hour. Like that was the first thing I did. And then, so what I did though, is I was very, um, I'm very type A if you haven't figured that out. Um, but I like had scheduled blocks for like everything. So every single morning I would network in Facebook groups for at least an hour. And I started finding like random one-off projects to do like anything just to make money um, at that point. And what happened though, because of doing that, um, once you get that first client, it's like things fall into place of like your confidence. And you're like, oh, I really can do this. You know, I'm, I'm good. At, I, I know that I can do it. And now I've just proved it because someone actually wants to work with me. Um, 
But in the first three months, I replaced my dental office management salary um, monthly. And so I wasn't, I didn't have to return to, because I just like had my head down inside this business of mine, like doing everything possible to not have to go back. Um, And so, but yeah, I mean, my first gig was 15 bucks an hour, you know, it wasn't this huge, you know, $4,000 retainer or anything like that. Um, And things just build off of that. And of course, you know, I quickly found things that I didn't like. That was more important to me than finding what I did like. So I like, if there are people out there listening to this and you are just starting your business, try everything (laughs) because you're not going to know what really fits with you, especially like, so for me, the uh, the like business management and the systems and stuff it did mix well really well with me because that's actually what I loved doing in my 9 to 5 um but if you don't enjoy your 9 to 5 then try different things because i know a lot of like past teachers that are now pinterest strategists or podcast managers or graphic designers you know and that has nothing to do with cheat teaching um so that's why I just tried everything. I just I was like, okay, I'm going to go out there. I redesigned a website. I managed Instagram. I did just random VA stuff. And the turning point for me was I was getting bored with those things. And I was like, this is not serving me as a person. Like I'm not excited to come to my computer, you know, every day and work and everything. And so that's kind of where the transformation started. So I went to get um, my certification in online business management. And during that time is when I found ClickUp. And that's when things just like pearly white gates opened. And I was like, oh, this is it. This is, <laughs> this is the thing. <laughs> so that's kind of my journey and how I got to ClickUp. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So yeah, what was, Okay. So question, you said that you were manager of a dental office, right? Is it, what was it? A dental? Dental office. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and so you immediately, your first thing in your business, your first few dollars were from managing somebody's Instagram account mm-hmm. and doing, you know, these random one-off projects. Did you have these skills or Um, what I guess gave you the confidence to like reach out and try to land these projects if that's something you had never done before? Yeah. So no, I I did not know what I was doing. (laughs) Um, but YouTube and Google is your friend. Okay. (laughs) Um, and also, you know, like you have to remember. So for me, I knew that I could learn things. And that's what you have to remember, especially like in whatever job you may have right now. Um, you had to learn that job. You had to, you know, learn the system that you use or you had to learn, you know, the ins and outs of what you do every single day or what your coworkers do in case they're sick or something. So that for me, having that mindset was really helpful because then I was able to just say like, yeah, I can do that. I can learn that. Like, you know, and then some people use, some people kind of get, like when we're talking social media management, some people know later and don't know plainly or something. But for me, they're all the same in my mind. So I'm like, yeah, I'll figure it out. You know, like it will take me five minutes to figure out where I put the scheduled post in plainly versus later. Um, so kind of just that, like going, having that mindset of I can do this. I can learn this. I can do hard things. I am smart you know, I had to learn everything I learned from scratch with my dental office. So 
just way backstory. When I started as a in the dental field, I started as um, just a front office assistant, knowing literally nothing. Like I learned everything on the job, um, and then moved, you know, progressed into management. So, you know, if I could do that, then I was like, oh, I could figure this out. Yeah, I get that. There have been a lot of the the business journey over here has also been very long and winding. So there were a lot of things <laughs> that I did in the beginning that I look back on and I'm like, I had no business, you know, trying to like code somebody's website. What was I doing? But, uh, <laughs> but I learned yeah. it. Yeah. And you learn it kind of on the fly. Um, so yeah, I love that mindset. And I think that that's a very helpful way of looking at it when you're just getting started in your business and you're testing out new things and figuring out what works for you. So you started your business in 2020. Is that right? With the pandemic? Yep. Okay. And then at what point did you go into the uh, certified OBM or yeah, the OBM certification and then find ClickUp? Uh, Very quickly. So I started my business in April and I was enrolled in the certification program by June. So I just knew I know, I know myself and I was like, this is the route I want to go. Um, especially cause I had management background already. And so I was like, oh, I should get certified and then I can manage other people's businesses, you know, obviously just online versus in person. Um, and then my accountability partner used ClickUp and that's how I, I found it. And she was like, you need ClickUp. And I was like, what's that? <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> yeah, here we are. That's so funny. Yeah, I was also very quick. December is when I learned what an OBM was. And by January, I was enrolled in the certification program. Um, so yeah, fast action there. Um, so when you learned about ClickUp and you you know, figured out like, this is the direction I want to go in my business. I love this tool. I want to build some products and services around it. What were those first steps that you took? What what was your first offering that you created and sold around your ClickUp services? I actually first started with retainer clients still, but I required them to already use ClickUp or be willing to use ClickUp. So that was like my first step of kind of honing in on this ClickUp idea. And then in... um I think it was March or April of 2021, I decided that I wanted to build a template shop. So that was my first official like ClickUp offer, which was a template shop. And then I started setting it up for people um, just of, of one-off projects, not even as a VIP day, just one-off projects. I still had my retainer clients. So it was kind of just like an extra little bump in my revenue, you know, here and there when somebody wanted that. And then I officially launched my course um, almost a year ago. It was Black Friday last year, um, my course launch. So I um, kind of progressed. I feel like, you know, I went through templates and then I started setting things up. And then I was like, you know what? I can build a course for people to DIY their ClickUp. Um, And that's gone really well. People really like that too, because, you know, not everybody has the money to invest in one-on-one services. So I wanted to find that middle ground for them. And that's kind of how the course came about. Um, I love that you did the retainer clients, you know, that you maintained retainer clients while you were kind of building your experience in ClickUp and kind of refining those offers. Um, what, what does your business look like today in terms of, if you don't mind sharing, in terms of, um, percentage of revenue that comes from your uh, like 
template shop versus your one-on-one ClickUp services? So it's about 50-50. So roughly, um, if we want to get into nitty-gritty numbers, um, roughly it's about six to $7,000 a month between templates and the course. And then I do three VIP days a month and those are $3,000 each. So those bring in 9,000. So it's right about 50-50. And what's great about having this passive income is there's not really much to maintain now that I did all the work, you know, a year and a half ago. Um, it's all kind of, I just wake up and I'm like, oh, I got a sale. Oh, I got a sale. <laughs> you know, it's it's nice. I can now just like reap the passive income benefits. Um, and obviously, you know, there's support. I have a Facebook group and there's other support um, that I provide to them. But for the most part, it's now become a very passive thing where I don't really have to do much outside of run my Facebook ads. Yeah. So that was going to be my next question sort of is when you started your ClickUp shop and you started building your course and your passive income products, did you already have an audience built in that you know you you knew you were going to be able to sell these products to? Um, or how did you build that audience? Um, cause I, I think what a lot of people do, what I've definitely done in the past in the previous iteration of my business is like built products that I thought were going to be great passive income products, but I didn't have anybody to sell them to. And I didn't do a great job of finding those people. So these like tools that I built that could have been great for passive income never made a whole lot of money, you know? So how did you get that revenue rolling in with those products? So the first thing I did was research and there aren't other people making ClickUp templates. Like it's not really a thing. Um, I think I have, when we're talking actual templates, I think I only have maybe like two competitors that make templates as well. Um, And my price point is half to maybe like even more than half less than theirs. So my templates are $47 where my competitors are over a hundred. So I focused on finding a very much low ticket type offer. Um, And then also I pulled my Instagram audience. So I started to move away from Facebook and started to build my Instagram audience and I pulled them a lot, (laughs) like a lot, a lot. Um, and it was all like no pitch polling. It was just getting market research. It was, you know, I did, I did go a little bit into Facebook of some market research, but mainly it was my actual audience that I, that I researched outside of, you know, Googling ClickUp templates to see if there were other competitors out there. Um, so that was the first thing I did. And then also I went into my passive offer knowing that I didn't want to talk about my templates every single day or make content around my templates. So I went into building this knowing that I was going to go straight to ads. And um, it was, it was a slow burn. It took about three months before my ads started to really take off. Um, But once they did, it's been great ever since. Um, So, and I can, I can even give you guys numbers on that too, of like my ad spend is usually around 2000 to 2500 and I'm bringing in you know 6 6000 to 7000 a month. So that's a really good return. <laughs> um and I think and I I do think though it's because there aren't, you know, hundreds of people 
selling ClickUp templates. So my competition is very low. And I think that's one of the big things about your passive offers um, and what you're going to create is competition, like research, figuring out what sets you apart from your competition. And also like, I also actually um, met with experts. So I have my templates work for service providers that are in a specific industry. So for instance, I have a podcast management template that they can use and they can manage their clients with this template. I actually met with a podcast manager agency and figured out what their process was to build this template. So, so smart. I didn't just, yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but I, I didn't just like, you know, think to think in my head of like, Oh, what should they do? Okay. Yeah. I'll just make these. So I, I put in, um, the, like research and the development part of it, I worked with other experts to actually build those templates to make sure that what I was selling was going to provide those clients or those business owners like actual time-saving yeah. templates. How long did that research process take you? Um, yeah, from like starting to figure out what you could possibly sell to finding out there aren't that many people who do ClickUp templates to like speaking with experts in these industries and actually building the temple, like how much time did you put into this up front? Months. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so I would say they launched officially Memorial Weekend um, and I started working on them, I think in February. So like four, five months. Well, no. Yeah. Like five months roughly. Wow. And they were supposed to launch sooner than that. And that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is a lot of time. I think that, you know, yeah, the whole like, oh, make a PDF and make passive income or whatever. Uh, it's just not how it works. A lot of the time it, it takes a lot of time and energy to create a passive income product. But like you said, now that you have it and you have your system down, you're uh, making a great ROI with your Facebook ads and it's, you know, pretty hands off, it sounds like. It is. Yeah. And I also have, you know, a team member that actually does all the support for me too. Um, that's one team member. So she's been able to take on the support stuff, which I did in the beginning. So it's, it's interesting. Like technically there's no such thing as a passive product because I am paying someone, you know, to manage the support of it. I'm paying Facebook ads. I'm, you know, so I still have, we have a Facebook support group that I am active in. Um, so there's still time and energy that does come out, but it is a fraction of what it would be to have a retainer client or be doing, you know, VIP days twice a week, um, or, you know, having, I don't know, managing huge companies or something. Yeah. So I, I want to kind of, switch gears. I love hearing about your template shop and it's so much fun for me to talk about these passive products. But I want to talk about something that you alluded to before we started recording, which was that you hit a really hard time last year in 2021 um, where you were in your business because you had a problem that I'm sure so many business owners would love to have, which is that you had a ton of leads coming into your business. Um, but it was overwhelming and and you had no idea how to deal with it. So can you, I guess, before we even talk about that situation, can you talk about like, how did you get all of these leads? Where did all of these people come from? 
Yeah. So this happened in January of 2021. And um, for all online business owners or any sort of like um, service providers, January is always going to be your busiest month, just so you know. (laughs) Um, But so this happened in January. So before that, I officially got certified in October and I had a lot of just like anxiety and overwhelm around the fact of like, okay, I have the certification, but how do I get the clients now? And I was like going through the motions of like the imposter syndrome and all that kind of stuff. But I still just stayed consistent. And it's interesting for me personally, when I start to feel those things, it's almost like a fire lights me and I'm just like, okay, I'm going to do it. Like I have to, I have to pay my bills almost is, is how I feel like, like almost, even though this isn't true, it's almost like if I don't sign a client, I'm going to end up like homeless on the street. Like, even though that's, that's like far from the truth, that's like what happens to me when I start to feel that those feelings and the stress and anxiety. And so that's where I was though in like November, December of 2020 feeling all of that. And so I applied to jobs on Facebook. So not, um, not like employee jobs, but our type of jobs, you know, service provider jobs. I started applying to them and all of a sudden January hit and I had 10 people in my inbox with my contact form filled out with discovery calls set. And I had no idea what to do because half of them like probably couldn't afford my services, nor did I do the services that they wanted anymore because I didn't have the changes set up in my business and the system set up to vet people. So that's how the leads came. But as I just said, over half of them weren't even quality leads for me specifically. So when you say you applied to jobs on Facebook, do you mean like people posting in Facebook groups that you were a part of and you were just keeping an eye out and yeah. messaging people? Okay. Yeah. So not necessarily like an, a job on, on Indeed, but somebody would say like, hey, I'm looking for a project manager or I'm looking for an OBM or I'm looking for um, somebody to set up my Dubsado or ClickUp or whatever. Like, So I was just scouring Facebook for all of those. <laughs> and I was also engaging you know, and networking in Facebook every single day. Um, I was still doing all of that. Um, and I think that, you know, one thing that people say is typically what happens is all of your efforts that you're putting in, you usually see the return on that roughly three months down the road. And it almost, that's almost literally what happened to me. Like I was putting in all of my efforts in October and nothing happened. November, nothing happened. December, nothing happened, but I kept doing it. And then all of a sudden, boom, it happened. And most people I talk to, that's what happens. It's like a boom. And all of a sudden they're like, I don't know, overwhelmed with all the people that want to work with them. Yeah. I think that that makes a lot of sense. And also um, just goes to show that if things aren't happening right away in your business, it's not that they won't happen. It's just that it takes a little bit of time for your energy and efforts to pay off. So what did you do with all of those people who were in your inbox, half of which you didn't even want to work with? <laughs> yeah. So um, I sent some emails and I just mentioned, you know, I don't offer these services anymore or, you know, whatever it may be. I, I sent some emails out, but then I did the work. Um, I, I put systems in place. I got a like actual lead capture form that vetted people before being able to get on a 
call with me um, just to make sure they were, you know, so far a good fit. Um, because the last thing I want to do is also waste other people's time, which is why I didn't even get on a call with most of them. And I, um, you know, just sent those emails out saying, I don't think we'd be a good fit. You know, I don't offer these services, et cetera. Um, but then the other ones, I met with them and it went really well. I started gaining retainer clients. I had um, four retainer clients throughout all of 2021. Um, and then I actually didn't, I actually didn't part ways with all my retainer clients until this year, uh, March, March of this year is when I decided to officially not have any retainer clients anymore. So I, you know, started to have a very regular type, um, almost nine to five job, if you will, with the retainer clients that I had and the type of work that, that, um, business managers do. And, um, yeah, but what I did specifically was set up like Dubsado. I had workflows set up. I had ClickUp set up. Um, not, I mean, I did it and my, I've had the same team members since 2020. So her and I built these things together and made sure that, um, we had systems in place to support, what I wanted to do and also to support those clients that were reaching out to me. So when you said that you changed your lead capture form, what were those like edits that you made to make sure that people who were coming through were going to be a good fit? I asked them um, things like, why are you wanting to hire OBM right now? Um, why do you want to work with like what may- sets me apart from the other people that you may have found? Um, I also asked them what their monthly budget was and also what their monthly revenue was. Um, typically for people that are in OBM, the person that you're working with needs to be a multi six figure business to be able to afford you. So that's a really good indicator of if they're ready or not. Um, and then I also even set up a, um, like, we're not a good fit email with other referrals. So other people that might be a better fit with them, I set that up too. So it wasn't like I was just sending them off into the abyss of like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I gave them something that hopefully would would work well with them as well. I just want to point out real quick that for retainer clients sounds like so much. <laughs> I'm always like I have one current ongoing retainer client that I work with and I'm very deep in the day-to-day of their business. Um, and even that sometimes I'm like, that's a lot of work, you know? So (laughs) what did your life and business look like when you had four retainer clients? Were you working with all of them for like 10 plus hours a week and how deep in their business were you? I had two of them that were, um, 10 to 12 hours a week. And then I had two smaller ones um, where it was roughly about five hours a week. But I, um, so first of all, my team member actually helped quite a bit um, with some of the stuff that we did with them. And also she helps with like all of my business. So I was able to really focus on what I needed to do. But what was really important was I utilized ClickUp to time block my business and also my clients. So Mondays were or actually Mondays are my CEO day now. Back then it was Fridays though, because um, usually Mondays with retainer clients, they like want to start the week, you know? Um, so Friday was my CEO day where I did not work on any client work whatsoever. But what was important is Monday through Thursday, I did not work on my business. So I saved that stuff for Friday. Um, 
Thursday was a day where it was kind of like the catch up day, almost like a Friday, if you will, where you're just making sure that you got those things done of your priorities for the week. And then Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday were really like big work days. And Wednesday was the day that I usually had all of my meetings. So I had a very themed schedule, if you will. Um, and it made it to where I could do focused work and unfocused work based off of the day. So like Wednesday, I never did any focused work because I was so drained from, you know, seven meetings or whatever I had that day. Um, but Monday and Tuesday were hyper-focused and making sure that projects were going out and, you know, the team was supported and we had new things being built and all of that kind of stuff. And then Thursday was kind of that catch up or also building anything that came from the Wednesday meetings. And then Friday was my business. So it was a very, very scheduled. <laughs> That's just something that you have to do though, when you have more than maybe like two clients, like you mm -hmm. have to, you have to be scheduled and you have to time plot or else you're going to end every single day, not having a clue what you did and feeling like you're super unproductive. Mm -hmm. Um, because you don't have any structure to it. You're just like waking up in the morning thinking, oh, what am I going to do today? Right. Um, and that actually hinders you a lot more than having that structure. Yeah, that to anybody listening who's maybe never had a service business before or never, you know, scheduled like this because you're not a quote unquote type A person or whatever. Um, it might sound crazy, but it really is so necessary. I mean, of all of the habits and things that I've tried to implement in my life and business, calendar blocking is probably one of the top three that's just helped the most in being productive. And, and like you said, being able to get to the end of a day and, and not ask, what did I do all day? Just because you're, you know, putting out fires or answering emails as they come through or whatever. Um, so yeah, super important habit for me too. <laughs> Thank you so much for talking to us about your business today, Casey. Um, I do want to make sure before we run out of time here that I get a chance to ask you some of our regular rapid fire questions. Are you up for that? Yep. The first question that I have for you is what is one of the best or most worthwhile investments that you've ever made in your business? And it could be an investment of money or time or energy or any other resource. I would say it's probably the for first um, investment I ever made before I even had my business. Yeah. It was a course on how to build my business. Oh yeah. Interesting. <laughs> um, yeah. So it got me started and, um, it was, I watched this two hour webinar with her and I looked at my, um, husband and I was like, I think I need to do this. And he's like, okay. And there it was, that was like the start of Casey Ackerman LLC. Yeah. Oh, I'm so curious about this course. Was it like, was it like how to make a business plan and how to come up with your services or what was, what was the gist of it? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was all of it. So it was literally from start to finish how to start a freelance business. And so she took you through the legal side, the tech side, the service side, literally like every module was a specific area of how to um, start your business and also get clients. And yeah. she had weekly coaching calls. Um, it was amazing. Wow. And I would not be here without that course. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm also very much like a court course and coaching person. I just love taking courses. And I don't understand when I talk to people who are like, oh, I've built my you know business and I've never paid for a course. And I'm just like, not me. I need the training. I need the structure. <laughs> 
it's, you know, for me too, which is actually another reason why I invested in the certified OBM is because while I can learn all of this stuff on my own and I could have DIY'd the entire thing, it would have taken me years to get where I'm at right now. Like multiple years. It would have taken me a year just to figure out how to start my business, you know, where with this, I did it in two weeks. So it is a time and money investment. Um, time in the fact of like takes you less time, you know, and same with the certified OBM um, course or program. I, the same thing. I was like, well, I could DIY this, but it's going to take me forever to figure out all of this different stuff. And then I have to get clients after I do all of that. So I might as well just invest in this and see the ROI, you know, in three months rather than six to eight months. Yeah, I totally agree. And I've also bought a lot of courses and paid for coaching that was not worth it. Um, that just wasn't the right program for me or, you know, the right coach. Um, so I'm going to kind of take us off on a tangent from the rapid fire <laughs> questions. Um, but I'm curious, how did you know that that program was the right one for you when you signed up for it? Because you were early on in your business. Like you said, it was an investment my cousin took that same course. So I did have her to kind of say, and she was living proof. She left her teaching job and replaced her salary with, you know, this, this course and this program that she did. But also another thing that I did was I, when I watched the webinar, I just knew that like she was legit, if you will, like she was going to do what I needed to do uh, or what I needed. And also I find a lot of people when they're first trying to start their business, they are Googling like every course out there and every person out there. And it starts to get like very granular. So I decided not to do that. And I watched hers and I bought it and that was it. And so I didn't, I didn't go down the rabbit hole of like, oh, well, what about this person that has a course? Or what about this person that has a course? I took what my cousin told me and then I watched her webinar and I was like, I'm good, you know? Yeah. I love that you're such a quick decision maker. I'm, I'm the same way, but that also means for me personally, I have purchased more courses and programs than I probably should have. But, um, but yeah, I'm the same way. I get just so overwhelmed if I go too deep in the rabbit hole, looking at all the options for things. So if it looks good, if it feels good, if it seems like it's going to solve the problem, I'm going to sign up for it then. Um, yeah. um, I'm very curious, if you don't mind sharing, I'm curious, and I'm sure people listening are going to be wondering, what was the course that you signed up for? Oh, yeah. Um, so it was Michaela Quinn. Um it's called Live Free Academy now. It, you, when I took it, it was called Overwhelmed to Overbooked, but now it's called Live Free Academy by Michaela Quinn. Yeah, thank you for sharing. Um, we'll have to link to that in the resources uh, if anybody wants to check it out. Um, so thank you for humoring me on, on our little tangent there. Um, second <laughs> rapid fire question that I have for you is, when you feel overwhelmed or unfocused in your business or you've you know lost your focus temporarily, what do you do? I walk away from my, from my, I leave my office. Um, I will go watch TV or I will read a book. Um, I'm in a book club. So like I'll read whatever book we're reading at that time. Um, but I walk away and I take time to like feel the feelings, but also like just decompress from whatever's going on. Sometimes easier said than done, but I think walking away is very helpful. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not always the best at that, but 
Um, what what kind of book club are you in? Is it fiction or nonfiction? Uh, fiction. It's just like a a women's yeah book club. Um, I actually started it, and it's other service providers. So there's like twelve of us or eleven of us, and it's other ser- service providers. Um, and yeah, so we read a book a month, and it's always nonfiction. It's always you know. We've read, I think, two or three Colleen Hoover books. So (laughs) those kinds of books. (laughs) Yeah, I've been thinking, toying with the idea of joining a book club, but I don't know if there's anything local in my area. I've never seen anything. Um, Is yours local or is it virtual? No, we're all we're all over the United States. Oh, so cool. um, it's just like some of my friends that I've made through the few years of being in business. So they all have their own business as well. Um, and I just reached out to them. And I'm like, hey, do you guys want to start a book club? Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so last question that I have for you is what advice do you have for someone who's just getting started or maybe toying with the idea of starting a business in your industry? an OBM business? So I have this advice for this question, regardless of this, regardless of industry, but just do it. That's like the main thing is just getting started. So doing the thing, like you can do hard things, you can learn, you know, as you go, you don't have to know all this stuff before you sign your first client. I sure didn't. I didn't know half of it. Um, But I learned it and it was fine. And here I am, you know, like, So I think that's important of just getting started, just taking that first step, whatever that first step is for you, stop letting it like hold you back and just do it. Yeah. Just take action. Just get out there and meet people. Network seems to be the theme of the week. I've done a couple of episodes this week where like we talk heavily about networking, which is also how you, you know, started to build your business. So yeah, you don't, you don't need the fancy tech stuff. You don't need, you know the whole setup. You just need to be legal enough and meet people. Yep, basically. <laughs> Which is hard, you yeah. know, hard, hard if you're introverted or whatever. But yeah, it's it's possible. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Casey. It was really great talking to you. Um, thank you for sharing everything that you did about your business. I loved having you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It was great to chat with you. Thanks so much for being here and for listening to the Dollar Spout podcast today. Be sure to check out the show notes for any links and resources that were mentioned in today's conversation. And if you enjoyed this episode, then don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Thanks again for being here and for being part of the Dollar Spout community. And I will see you in the next episode. 